Chris Paul gets in. Another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The burst of Booker for the long range. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Welcome, everybody, to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. A very, very somber occasion as we wrap up what was another failed season for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, tonight, what we're going to do, though, is try and have a bit of a laugh with all of this after we rant a little bit, um, all get together, try to comfort each other. Um, I know Boyd's more than happy to comfort any um, man out there that needs some comfort. Uh, Boyd, welcome along. We're here. We, uh, we're doing this again after a second round for the second year in a row. Coming off a game, a, a closeout game at home, where we just got fucking pummeled again. How are you feeling, mate? Oh, I feel like a, I feel fucked, man. I'm so fucking filthy, and um, I'm so fucking filthy at at this team. Um, I'm filthy at how high I got throughout this the year. Um, in every iteration that we threw out on this on the basketball court, I'm filthy. Just fucking, man, it's like, uh, Gavin, I give my fucking life to this team. I fucking, I, I plan my entire fucking world around, you know, fucking the Phoenix Suns and, and this fucking franchise. And it's, 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 it's high up on my list. And, um, and I'm 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 filthy I'm fil- I'm filthy that it was only fucking a week ago it wasn't even a week ago under a week ago Gavin that we were sitting here and we're fucking praising praising Devin Booker and how he's taken that next step and whilst look and that all still may be true Gavin he, he, a lot of the things that I'm probably going to go back to thinking them very shortly but right now I feel fucking betrayed. As a, as a fan, like, man, it's just like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? What the fuck is this team doing? It's a, there's There was a certain level of complacency that you could see on the court with this team. And um, it was just really depressing, mate. Really fucking depressing. People can't hear like, me or whatever. Am I... Was that no, me I or you, man? I think it's mine at the moment. I, I think it's me. Right. I think it's me. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Could you hear me? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't hear you, but I think it was my internet. I, I think it was my internet dropping out. And uh, it's Friday night internet in Australia. Everybody's at home watching um, television on their internet, so it's fucking slow and stupid and dropping out. But I've connected to uh, to my phone now, so screw it; it should work. Um, Wait, should I do that as well? I can. I, I feel like well, I, I think yours is okay for the moment. So let's just see. Let's just see how we go. But 
Um, I'm I'm really uh, I, I can pretty much guess what it is that you said, and it's along the same lines as what I was thinking. This, uh, let's be honest, today felt exactly like last year did. Um, there was no spirit. There was no effort. It was frustrating. It was poor. It was depressing. I think is the word. And you said it at the top of what you were saying that you dedicate your life. I'm the same man. Fucking hell. I, I schedule my entire life around these teams. Fucking this, this team's schedule, this team's games, different events, different opportunities that I can get. The people that uh, follow and love the Suns, man, we, we, you and I, we're, we're fucking invested in this shit, right? And and we put a lot into it. And this is my number one passion. The Phoenix Suns are the, my number one passion. And it's hard not to feel like you've been... And look, we don't get the pleasure of being from Arizona or being from Phoenix. And we get it for those guys that are over there and that have been through some of the heartache that is Arizona sports for multiple years but you need to understand this is how Australians treat sport um they this team is we we are just as passionate if not more passionate about this team than a lot of people over there might be um so this is this this hurt this hurt a lot but my question for you Boyd is was this better worse the same as last year which one was worse? Which which one do you feel hurts worse? Oh, Try, trying got... not to think of recency bias because obviously we're still hey. hurting after what happened today. Dude, we got two years straight, we got fucked by chubby European cats in the fucking second round. Well, look, the at, least these, at least these chubby European fuckers are... Um, giving hope to fat blokes all over the world that they can actually play basketball yeah, at the yeah. highest level. Yeah, I know. I know. There's a shot for <laughs> us yet. But I um, – the fucking – bro, Luca, the Mavericks one was worse. It was worse. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, it, and, and if I say Denver, it's, it, it is recency bias. Right now, Denver hurts more. Because and I think, I, think the Mavs, I think the Mavs one was worse because, look – Honestly, where where both sides sit, and in the context of the Kevin Durant trade, um, Dallas were a better side. Uh, sorry, Denver were a better side than we were. Nah, Dallas, I, Dallas nah. weren't. Dallas weren't. De- Denver were a better side than us, mate. Uh, it's nah. plain and simple at the moment. No, nah, the, the nah, way nah, the way nah. that we're playing, the way that we're playing, the way that we played towards the back end of the year, and and look, w- eventually we may be a better side than Denver, but. It there was it was clear it was clear that we didn't adjust in time to Kevin Durant coming into this roster, and no. Dallas Dallas have worked together they've played together for a few years and they were a better side than us this year. No, there's honestly it it, it wasn't it was something somewhat about adjustments here and there to a certain extent. It was fucking it was just like some cunt had a fucking voodoo doll. On our shooting, our 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 players shooting arms, and we're just fucking it with a pin for the like for fucking four games. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just I don't know about there, four games. Game game no, okay, two, maybe, game maybe two we four, had four we, we controlled game two until Chris Paul went down with the injury. For right? the for the most part, they were fucking Kevin Durant with that pin with that voodoo fucking pin. <laughs> 
that that can't. And look, I, I still make the move. I still make the Cam, Cam oh, John and the Macau yeah. Bridges trade for Kevin Durant because I still feel like it could yield us a couple of chips over the, the, the course of his contract. It's but, not over yet. I've had that argument on Twitter already where someone's come out and said, you know, the, the trade was a mistake and we should have kept McCall and Cam because they've got seven to ten years worth of basketball and um, and we've only got one to two years of Kate. Look, let, guys, go back to the first half of this year when KD was in Brooklyn. The dude was A-plus KD. He, he wasn't fully 100% in the second half of the year, particularly after the, the two injuries that he had. After an off-season, Kevin Durant's going to come back and he's going to be – he's only 34. 34 is not fucking old in the NBA. You get no, old no, quickly, that's... but he's still got at least two to three years of really, really quality basketball left in him. I, su- I suppose he's – like, you You need to pull the trigger on and, and they need to um, – you need to keep on backing it because ultimately what, what happened when we pulled the trigger on – <laughs> the move that we didn't want to make for Chris Paul. It got Chris Paul and Devin Booker in a really good situation, which made it a more inviting destination for a player like Kevin Durant to somewhat force his way to our team. Now, we're going to see see more chips like that fall um, in the future. There's going to be other players that jostle loose or get bought out or... You know, we got Terence Ross. Um, yeah, but not that... there's, a, there's the challenge, right? Is but the that's... new CBA the new CBA makes buyouts completely impossible for us? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that wasn't a good example. But players, <laughs> free agents who are looking at um, um, copying a like good free agents who are looking at copying an MLE and they choose from a contending team. Also, this can't team... use the MLE. We can't use an MLE. We can CBA. use it. No, isn't it just um, um, a smaller M- MLE? Uh, it's something, like but a, it's a seriously impacted MLE. Yeah, look, it's but look, there's still it's, it's all going to come down to trades, right? It's going to come down to trades and how we balance out. And I mean, I know what you're like. You'll do your work on how the cap looks and everything like that over the off season, and you'll come in here and give us your all the info that we that we all need to know, but. Um, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be severely impacted by buyout and MLE now. It's going to come down to trade. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's been hamstrung, but there is still some sort of provision in there for us to get something. It's not just everything um, as a a bare minimum salary, um, veteran minimum. I'm pretty sure there's still a few little provisions there for us, and I don't know the exact numbers because it's – I haven't been paying attention to that shit, man, because I thought we are going to be fucking carrying that Larry O'Brien – fucking thing <laughs> anyway um yeah so look there, there are some provisions there for us to play with um i'll fucking as soon as i get my um wits wits about me again um i'll look into it i might go and have a look at fucking our mate david nash's um um profile on my burner account and um get all up to date on the cap <laughs> what do you reckon um, just check out just check out the bobby marks thing mate you'll be right um yeah. Axo Stitch is asking, are we still a contending team? Well, this season, sure as shit, we're not. Um, but if we maintain this roster, Boyd, are we a contending team? Maintain this roster? Um, are you talking about yeah. our... I mean, our minor, minor adjustments. Minor adjustments. Let's say that the core of DA, CP, 
Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, back next season. The other pieces, obviously, that'd be a workaround. But is this a contending roster with that core? So I, I honestly thought, even if CP3 wasn't to play another game um, in the playoffs, and if we kept on getting the same production as we got today, out of the likes of Jock, um, um, I thought I, I thought that our star power just up there with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, um, you know, if they're fucking, if 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 they play the right way when it fucking counts, um, I think I thought that was enough for us to uh, to to get a chip still. So any 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 sort of output that we got from um, an aging CP3 and a and engaged and a disengaged DeAndre Ayton, I still think that that combined with our two major pieces would have been enough. And 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 fucking and we obviously didn't get to see that today, um, and we didn't get to see that in full after game two when CP went down. No, we didn't. We didn't. But I, I really enjoyed um, what we were doing pace wise. And now I'm not saying that. Apart from you take campaign's game out today because he was fucking phenomenal. You take that out, and he's been subpar, right? This series. Um, he's but what he's done is he's he's a, um, it hasn't been about his output as far as stats go. It's been about what he's enabled the offense to do with the pace that he that he endorses, so to speak. So, um, and that is, I thought, I thought that was the biggest value that we got out of campaign. It was the, the, the little ogs, um, little things that happened from his style of play that he, he allowed. But, um, yeah, today he was fucking great. We have to talk about that kind of some stage too. We probably will. Well, we're going to go through pretty much everyone as a, as a shock reaction, um, discussion shortly yeah. but i think this from axo stitch is a really really good point defense is trash um our defense over the course of this series was just poor <sighs> now before we get into the discussion about monty and all that sort of stuff which is inevitable we have to have that discussion um the our effort on defense um now granted there's some of it some of it is is going to be based on the way that we structure up defensively, but efforts never about the way you structure up defensively. And I, I just don't think over the course of this series at all, we were engaged on the defensive end. We just expected to outscore them. I am. Um, I've got a hot take and it's not, it's, it's not, I, I look at it. We got Kevin Durant, a great defensive player. I don't, I don't <coughs> Devin Booker was a, a plus plus above average defender. He's taken a massive leap in that, and you know that um, Da was on and off, on and off. He had little spurts here and there, but he wasn't consistent. But that's been pretty much his whole career with the Suns. Um, we lost Jay Crowder, Macau Bridges, and uh, Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson didn't play a lot, so let's not put too much stock into that. Um, and Jay Crowder didn't play at all, so we really we, we lost Bridges. But what I what I found is that some some of our on board defense looked as good as it has ever looked. It was um, it was more team defense. It was um, late reactions to switching. 
things 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 like that and that's how we and that's how I feel that we saw these that fucking klutz that fucking gronk um 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 Nikola Jokic just fucking meander on down the fucking center of the court so many times and just gets fucking closed <laughs> up in the air like it fucking wasn't anything this we're just a little bit late getting to everyone it felt like once we were on them and we we tend to stick with them, and I, I like that aspect of it. But so, and I think Jay Crowder, us us not having Jay Crowder, whilst he he was losing a step as well defensively, I think he was really big for our team defense. Just the way that he talked and everyone listened, he was a voice that people that people listened to. I I, I think and reacted to quickly. So, um, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I just feel like Jay Jay Crowder took took a lot of that. Um, connectivity away from our team defense um, when we lost him and we never really got it back. Um, really, really, the defense was really disappointing. Yeah. That was, um, that was, that was the biggest load of shit I've ever heard in my life, boy. We were no. fucking terrible on the defensive end. There was no sticking to anything. No, listen to what they, they had a hundred points. They had over a hundred points in the third quarter. We scored a hundred for the game. Yeah. Our yeah. defense our defense through this entire series was fucking trash. Now you just said he, Jokic got yeah, through the I, middle and got his little runner when we didn't stick to him. But when we did stick to him, our defense was really good. No, it fucking wasn't. Our defense was shit. Hey, hey, hey! I, 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 I'm telling you, the defense was fucking. But it was team defense. Do not tell me that the likes of fucking um, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, the guys that I just fucking spoke about, and. We were just talking about it fucking for two pods in a row that Landry Shemit is his on board defense on Jamal Murray was fucking great. It wasn't great, it was good. It was fucking it good. It wasn't great. It wasn't so don't great. Tell me, don't tell he me still it was all fucking trash. Don't he tell still me it was all fucking trash. It was trash. Don't the whole lot was fucking trash. It fucking was trash. It was trash. It was trash. There's a reason no, we're out of the fucking playoffs and it's our defense because it was trash. No. It was fucking no. shit. No. It was Come bad. On. It was bad. It wasn't all bad, is what I'm saying. You fucking cock. That was all. It was all pretty bad, cock. No, <laughs> don't yeah, call me a cock. Up, I've just called you a cock. <laughs> it was team, all pretty bad. Our team defense and our connectivity on defense. In the in the before. chat, tell us. But we tell had... us what you thought. Of, in the chat, tell us what you thought of our defense. If you're listening to this at a later date. Comment on YouTube and tell us what you thought of our defense. I know Boyd's going to get in uh, to our chat and write about how good he is on here and that he was really right about good. our defense. But actually, Stitch, you are spot on. Our defense was shit. Fuck you, Stitch. You cock. <laughs> <laughs> get him on it here. Was, get that, get, get that was, on here. It was shit. And tell Simple. me, tell me. So Devin Booker's defense was shit. Yeah, well, generally, yeah, but uh, when they had fast breaks, so okay. I thought he defended those pretty well. But overall, so he's a good fast defense, break defender. He's on board yeah, defense. He was, he was okay. Smothering. No, it wasn't hey, smothering at all. KD fucking averaging fucking two blocks a game was shit. Yeah, fucking uh, dickhead. So no, he, just, block, he blocked two shots. Everything. What about the fucking rest of the time? What else is he doing? Dude, he was it's not. It's not he two was, fucking was, plays in a game, right? Uh, yeah, okay, and that's so he just got lucky twice every single game because he wasn't well, fucking um honed in. I'm that's just, great, I'm not that's great. He played defense twice, that's fantastic. 
Yeah. Okay, so so two times per game he played defense. What about the other fucking 40, 38 minutes? Oh, okay, so he was really bad for the rest of it. He should have been having seven blocks a game. No, no, no. It wasn't it wasn't I'm saying there's select people who were great on ball defenders. It's the team, it's the team defense that yeah, fell apart. We did not we did not have one player who was a great on ball defender for this series. Not you're one. a fucking nah. Not one. Fucking, you're an idiot. No one. And I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you to find me like a massive thread of somebody who played fantastic on ball defense for the entire series and didn't get burned because all of them got burned. Our defense was not up to it. It was <sighs> you, you compare our defense to what Denver played against us today, particularly in the first half of the game, it's fucking chalk and cheese. Nah. I don't agree, yeah. mate. And I think I think you're just you're you, you're more emotional than I am. You can't see the fucking the tree through the, the trees through the forest. You fucking dickhead. Anyway, well, uh, it's the first time Axe ever agrees with me. So our our defense was fucking terrible. But there you go. Um, who was your player of the playoffs, mate? And I mean, I don't think this is going to be a real tough one. But who was your player of the playoffs? It was that weak prick, Devin Booker. We should do it on two ends. <laughs> oh, fuck off, man. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That can't. There was one on board the fence. He was he was putting in effort, a lot of fucking effort for a majority of the season, uh, the fucking series. Book was a walking bucket, right? Um, he was for the for the entire for the entire series, uh, the entire playoffs. Um. This guy was, he was next level. He was, he was putting up Michael Jordan numbers. Um, actually, he was uh, going past Michael Jordan numbers for a majority of the series until, and we have to bring it up, until the last game and his numbers in closeout games when the Phoenix Suns lose are really poor. Did we give up? Did we give up today? Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah, we did. Um, I don't think Book even played in the last quarter, did he? Well, he played, I think he played, he played a couple of minutes. Up until I think he they took him out seven ago or something. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we've we've been uh, look his his playoff series though, despite what happened today, his playoff series was absolutely phenomenal. Um, effectively, I don't know how much impact it had on his overall numbers, but to average over 36 points a game throughout the entire playoffs. And let's remember, when you're in the playoffs, you're playing the best teams in the NBA on a nightly basis. And this dude was averaging over 36 uh, 36 points per game, shooting over 65, 64% from the field, um, over 45%. No, it might have even been over 50% from three. Devin Booker was just absolutely unbelievable. And... As disappointing as today was, um, we know we're going to come back next season. And once again, as Suns fans, we're going to be blessed to have Devin Booker as the main man on this team that we're going to get to watch play basketball next season. Yeah, they just need to fucking um, get their shit together and get a good offseason in. Um, KD needs to never go on a fucking run like that again. He had fucking... Um, he started. He, he was patchy to start with. He, he was looking good, but not quite within the offense. Um, went to ISO, ISO ball way too much. 
um, which is well, and I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up during the playoffs. Like what we've we've come to know this team as a team that runs fantastic sets that opposition teams know are coming, but they can't stop. Did we play too much ISO ball? I think we did. I yeah, think we did. I, I, I do too. I don't know. And there's there, there's something to be said for um, the team that we had together for so long, which we took for granted with um, Cam Johnson and Macau Bridges, right? Um, there's something to be said about that continuity and just knowing where each other was at all times on the court. They're not the best players, but we just we just we we looked better running plays um, with that squad that had been together for so long. Now, everyone was saying, and I was saying it as well, um, KD fits seamlessly in with whatever team he goes to and he's a great player, and he fucking is, but it's not just about him fitting in. It's about other people's fitting in with him too, I think, and um, it just felt like... Do you notice uh, how much more efficient Kevin Durant is when Chris Paul plays plays in the games? Well, yeah, I did notice that. In this series, it's fucking. Um, I mean, Chris Paul cops a lot of shit, but I'm telling you right now that um, he unlocks a hell of a lot in this team. He does, he does, and it's stuff you you don't see. His leadership and the way that he com- um, keeps keeps his composure and he keeps the team sort of um, I don't know, not fucking <laughs> having fucking brain explosions out there. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't get talked about enough, and and it's something that we did miss, which is which is why, which is why I don't, I don't necessarily look. He's a he's a good culture guy, and he does a lot of things that um, don't come up on the stat sheet. You know the old Tyson Chandler fucking talk. He does a lot of shit that doesn't come up on the fucking on the box score. Um, well, Chris Paul, as as much as we want to be pissed off about him being injured all the time, and and, and and all that stuff. He does a he does a lot for the team um to make him a team. Um yeah. So look he is he's inspirational and I think just fucking him off um would be a real it'd be a real culture hit for the for the team, especially for what he's done for Book since he's been with the squad. Like he's um I feel like Book has just gotten sharper and sharper and has continued to take the leaps that he has. Um, um, you know, somewhat because of he's had that running dog in in CP3. He was never going to get that from Macau Bridges, I don't think. Um, no. But, yeah, that, just that real old, you know, future Hall of Famer guy. He's been been everywhere. He's done done so much in his career. I think Book needs that. Well, he's got, gotten a lot from having that greatness around him. Um, so just fucking him off just because he's um, injury-prone, I, th- I think it should be looked at I think different. it's old. And and here we go here, like, uh, again, Axo Stitch, thanks for joining us, man, and throwing comments in because it gives us these, um, anyone who's in there, make sure you throw as many comments up as you can because it gives us um, trigger points for us to have ch- discussion points. But um, I love CP3, needs to go, plays way too slow. So the, the challenge here is that... I, we just spoke about the fact that, and look, in the couple of games that we played really well against Denver, we pushed the tempo of the ball. I do agree with that. Um, and against Denver, in those couple of games, it worked quite well. But reality is that CP played off the ball much of the year. But when we need to go back and run and structure up those plays and make sure that we can score buckets in 
when opposition teams are getting 17, 20 to zero runs like Denver did on us today, that's when we need CP3 because he orchestrates that shit. What we what we saw today was what we saw too much of in the playoffs last year as well, which was when things weren't going well, we went to ISO ball and we just couldn't hit a bucket. We we took poor shots. We didn't Dangerous. run plays. Yeah, we didn't run plays. We went to ISO ball. We went to book. Book and try and ISO one-on-one and then try to take it to the rim and have contested jumpers to, um, one-on-two. Earlier in the playoffs, he was hitting a lot of those shots, which just shows how good that dude is. But today, when it wasn't going, um, it just meant momentum. And when you're playing a side like Denver, who you just don't get 20-0 runs against, they, they just don't give that up. Um, because as soon as an opposition side gets a run on, Jokic just screams for the play to run through him, and there always ends up a score. And I, t- I tweeted something in the first quarter where I, I sort of said, look, we can't let this lead balloon out. And it was at, a, at about seven points at that stage when I wrote it. Um, we can't let the lead balloon out because if it does, there's this is one team that won't allow an opposition side to go on a run and approve that way again today. Bro, um, what did we say about CP3 leading into this right at the start of the season? And we talked about his minutes over and under what we'd like it to be. And none of us wanted it to be over 30. Um, yeah. We wanted him to take not a – not a. he can still start him. He can still start yeah. him. But he I wanted him he to play 30 max. 30 max. And he played well and truly over that um, mm. for the games that he played. And – you know, and that if for the in most saying that part, it didn't help, it didn't help because campaign spent a lot of the year injured too, so yeah, he really yeah. didn't have a backup point guard. But even leading up to that, he was not that's not how it was happening. Not that, um, I'm saying that the Suns, Phoenix Suns franchise should be listening, but that's that's what I mean. Podcast. Before the trade, before the <laughs> trade though, before the KD trade, um, campaign missed a lot of that chunk of basketball. Shit, book yeah, Mr. Chunk of basketball there. But when so, he was out, so when, CP when had in, to play. But when he was in, it was still that's the way that we were running it. He was still getting the minutes that he wanted, and there needs to be to thirty-five. He wasn't up around that forty like Book and KD though. No, 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 he wasn't. But that's way too much. I wanted him. Um, I would like to have seen him twenty-six, twenty-seven. Like per night, just when needed, break glass when needed. So he's good for the. He doesn't get fucking injured. In the fucking playoffs, that's, that's yeah. What um, about at the same. So Stitch, did we suffer by not playing pick and rolls? Seems we stopped that offense when KD came in. That's absolutely what we're saying here. Both Boyd and I agree on this. Where I think we went to far too much ISO ball after KD came in, and it might have been the fact that we were trying to integrate KD into the lineup that we did that. Um, but I just felt like. Shit, the amount of the amount of elbow plays and stuff like that that we've ran for the last three years that we've all gotten so used to, where we effectively could run those plays and our guys could get whatever shot they wanted, that all disappeared, hmm. um, and and it turned into iso ball contested jump shots. Yeah, especially during this series, especially during this series. But, uh, and again, you go back to that game too, and Chris Paul was plus 19 and we were up eight when he heard his groin. And we had that game well and truly under control. And it was Chris Paul that was controlling that game. 
his his third quarter when this was all happening was he was phenomenal. Um, and then all of a sudden, he does his groin. Everything stops. We go back to ISO ball. Um, and it just got ugly. And and I think that every game from then really was tough to watch. That was game two, wasn't it? Yeah, game two. That's right. Game two. Because we – well, we actually went on to win the next two, Gav. So we yeah, at home. But, yeah, uh, but with the with the pushing the ball um, offense, which, uh, let's be honest, Denver adjusted to beautifully. Yeah. By the time games. they got back to Denver, took them, yeah, took, took, took them two took games, games, but they adjusted. Yeah, um, and that and that's the thing. But the the thing with CP when he's in there, and the thing with running those plays, is that when we are struggling to score, and CP takes control of that time, we have the ability just to run those plays and get the shots we want and score freely, like Denver did to us today. We needed, um, we needed, and we haven't seen that. We, need, we, we needed that, seen that third fiddle. Yeah, nothing was nothing today was easy. Nothing. Everything today was hard. Um, and it was because we went to ISO ball and effectively shot jump shots over doubles, in my opinion. But yeah, that's that's my feeling. All right. Let's go snap reaction. Here, Boyd. Snap reaction. Snap, snap. Hot in the chat. It. Feel free to jump on to snap reaction as we go through these guys. Hot take snap reactions. Are they coming back next year? Yes or no? And why or why not? Boyd, Landry Shamit. Uh, are we talking to start the year or? Yes. Start Game one year. next year. Game one next year. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to say no. Okay. Why? What? What are we going to do with him? Now he um he had like a little bit of a lightning strike towards the end, and he he started to knock down a couple. Right, we all know that, but I just think for too long he just wasn't. That he, I couldn't even come up with excuses for him, and I've been a big Shemit. I know what he's capable of, but he's well, you're just, a big everyone supporter. Let's be honest. I'm fucking. I like a lot of counts. Um. But yeah, look, I just, I just, I just don't think he, he. I think he gets in his own head too much. I, I've seen the, the guy when his shot is dropping, it looks fucking so fucking good. Um, but I, yeah, if if it's not working, we've given it a large enough sample size, and I think, I think with all the, I think Ishby is um, the type of person that will listen, not to Twitter, but just listen to the general consensus of all the fans that it's time to move on from the Shemit fucking uh, experiment. Yeah, just look, most of his games were bad. And that's just the bottom line because fucking Boyd well, Crawley. Said that. He, played, <laughs> he played he played a couple of really good games early in the season then got injured and missed and missed about fucking 8 months. Um and he played that one good game uh in game 4. 4? Yeah. Game 4 or 5? Might have been game 5. Might have been game five. Um, and look, reality is, okay, here's here's my hot take on this, my off-the-cuff hot take right now. If Monty Williams is still the coach of the Phoenix Suns, Landry Shaman will still be there. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think he will be either, either way. 
Yeah, yeah. And I know everyone's fucking um, fascination with him dating his fucking daughter and all that sort of shit is... Well, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't date, he doesn't actually date his daughter. I know, I know, I know, I know, all that chit chat. All right, next one, next one, Kevin Durant. He's there. Yeah, I don't think there's any uh, doubt that uh, KD's there, but actually, Stitch, should we trade KD and build around Book? Um, Honestly, I think we'd miss the boat around building around Book. If we were building around Book, Mikael Bridges and uh, Cam Johnson would still be there. We're not we're not going backwards to get young, um, young players back in through the door for Kevin getting Durant. Kevin, now. Kevin getting Kevin Durant is building around book. Yeah, and we had, yeah, fucking, I, had, we had a fucking sleepover with it, and we, we can't sleep <laughs> out yet. Yeah, so that ain't happening. Um, we've got KD for at least two more seasons. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think there's any any question there. KD gives us two more shots at a title. Um, that's that's the way I see where it sits with KD at the moment, depending on what we do trade-wise and everything else. But KD gives us at least two more years and two more shots at a title. Um, Jock Landau. I think he's there. I think he's there. I think he extends. And I think it's one of the first um, 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 acts of business or the first fucking point of calls or whatever you fucking say it. I think he's one of the first pennies to drop and it's not I'm not saying he's a starter material but I think he's I think from his actions on and off the court I think he's um I think he's carved out a really a really nice shining with the, both the um the franchise and the fan base <laughs> I think he's he's going to be there for a minimum and I think he'll 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 play the same role he he'll be the backup sometimes and he'll be the third string sometimes and but yeah I don't think um yeah I don't think I don't think he will be starter, but I think he'll come back on a minimum. His um his ad- jock's advantage is that KD loves him. Um, it is. He, uh, obviously, if I, I really do think they're going to lean on a lot of advice that KD and Devin Booker give them over this offseason on what they want to do moving forward, and that's where Jock has an advantage. I don't think in any way, shape, or form he'll be one of the first pieces to fall, be, mainly because minimum contracts are generally what you do at yeah, the end right. of your list build. Yeah, so be, it, it, it'll well and truly progress. be back end. It'll yeah. well and truly be back end if they sign him. I've got a fear that Jock is going to be uh, the next Aaron Baines type thing for the Suns, where it'll take them that long that he'll just go and sign with someone else. Um, I, I actually think that there's teams out there that are looking for that backup center that will offer him more than just that minimum contract. Um, he's proven already now that he's worth more than the minimum contract, and I don't think the Suns are willing to pay him any more than that. Well, hopefully, now, hopefully we saw same. that with we saw that with Baines and the Raptors, though, right? They hopefully. the Raps came out and offered him much more than the Suns would have been willing to offer him. And even look at the Dallas Mavericks with JaVale McGee. They came out yep. and offered him a hell of a lot more than what the Suns would have been willing to pay. If it's anything over the minimum, I don't think that's the Suns always, are signing him. That's always going to be a risk. But every other team is um, hamstrung by exactly the same things that we are <coughs> with the new Not caption. every team. Not every team. There's but, actually I mean, five, every, every there's five teams now. Every contender pretty much. Yeah, contenders for sure. But let's remember, Jock's still a young dude, right? 
Um, there's there's teams out there, and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example of one right now. Um, there's teams out there like the Houston Rockets that just want to bring in some guys that bust their ass. Possibility. Now, the Houston Rockets have got a shit ton of cap space and could easily turn around to Jock and go, we'll give you six mil a year. Now, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no disrespect to Jock if he, t- if he took it. Like, he's getting 1.8 with the Suns, or not even 1.8 with the Suns. Like, take the money and run, Jock. Like, you set up your rest of your life with six million bucks. Yeah, it's fucking it's not chump change. But yeah, look, I, I, I think from 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 our organization, I think that we whether we do it on the back end or the front end of the um, negotiation period, I think that he's one of the first guys that they're like coining. Yeah, we're gonna they're gonna bring you back and they're gonna tell him hopefully he doesn't go out sniffing. Um and yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Oh, we know we know we will because you know what these agents are like, mate. It's their job to go out and sniff the money. So um, the, and and look, that's my only concern is that those m- minimum contracts all happen at the back end. Once the, once the core roster is put together, that's when they go and sign the minimums. So that's that's my fear there. Um, Devin Booker, yeah, move along. He's he's going to be there. <laughs> you think you think I seen some shit on Twitter today. <laughs> Honestly, I've seen a lot of shit on Twitter today. People are trading that, for Zach Levine. That, that the Suns should look at trading Devin Booker and getting in a whole heap of assets to build around Kevin Durant. Did you, did you block that count? Now, now, people, whether you're Suns fans, whether you're external to Suns fans, whatever the case may be, guys, Devin Booker is the Phoenix Suns franchise. He's not getting traded for anyone ever. At the uh, well, at this point in this time, to- uh, at to- at this point in time, and the good thing for Suns fans and the reason we love this kid so much is he's not going to our front office and going, "I want to be traded." Yeah. So until until and Devin Booker have. walks in, until Devin Booker walks into our front office and goes, "I want to be traded," he ain't fucking going nowhere. Cameron Payne. No, I think he stays, man. Look, we, we've got him. He's he's under contract. I think um, I think he's uh, yeah. I don't know the contracts, so yeah. So um, I don't okay, know so them off the top of my head. I think he's got another year. He's got another year. It's only partially guaranteed, so we'd have to eat some money if we were to let him go. I think it's um. So he's got a six point three or six point five million dollar contract coming his way, and I think it's only it's only half guaranteed or a quarter guaranteed or something. But um, in saying that, I don't think we're eating any money on that simply because it's it's chump change in the grand scheme of things and you saw especially with the way that he went out today and the fact that yeah look i at certain stages throughout the season we were saying that you're not going to get a better backup point guard out there than cameron payne for that money we're not going to have a lot of money to fucking play with so it's either there no, we're not it's there. And that's the thing. It's already in there, right? Um, yeah, it's it's not something we have to go from to get somewhere else. The only thing is, and and this is this is the only thing, um, if we do get active on the trade market, particularly around teams like Toronto um, or be- teams like Dallas, he, he we may not have a choice but to say yeah. goodbye to Cameron Payne because he gets it, traded. 
if it's if it's part of a bigger move, I'm I'm all for it. But if it's just us going out into um, free agency, um, he stays. If it's not a trade, he he mm. doesn't go anywhere. I, we're not. I, I can't see that we would. I can't see that we would be cutting Cameron Payne and uh, just to get a saving on a partially guaranteed contract. He is well and truly good enough to be the first guy off the bench. Um, he proved it today how much value he has. Um, so, yeah, I can't see campaign going anyway. Wait, Chuck Sonia's comment back up. Sure can. <coughs> Sonia, if anyone says anything, just punch him in the face. <laughs> and... And because you're at work, just say the Aussies told me to do it and you get away with it. HR can't touch you if you tell them the Aussies told you to do it. I was trying to read it. Um, I couldn't. Anyway. Package package deal, though. Yeah, Dano, that's the point, right? If um, if we're active in the trade market and we need to make up salary, then campaign's contract is yeah perfect for a salary filler. So that's that's the reason he does go. I think that we're talking oh, – and we'll get to them, but I think that we're – we're talking f more of our top end contracts that are going to be moving. Therefore, we won't need as many fillers. Um, so I, I can absolutely see campaign still at the Suns as the backup point guard next year. Uh, Biz Mac Biombo. Yeah, I think he could be um, there as a third because I think Jock's over. I think Jock's overtaken him um for that second spot um no i think i think this is there brought back on a minimum um i think there's one center that'll go i'm waiting um, i'm waiting for the chat oh there's definitely one that's going to go but I, I believe there'll be two that go i i can't see bismack Biombo being on the suns at the start of next year Personally, I, I think that they're going to move on from either Jock or Biz. Um, and I think it's going to be Biz that goes. Again, a he's a third option. Well, I think he's another one that the market, particularly defensively with his defensive prowess, I think there's teams out there that are going to offer him between four and six mil. Yeah, okay. Well, if, if that happens with any of our minimum guys, I think they're gone. But I think from from I'm talking about from from our franchise and what they mean to the team <coughs> and their production, um, um, you know, stacked up do against. You, do you know the worst thing? Do you know where I think? Biz, do you know where I think Biz will end up? Where? Fucking Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I think that McCall and Cam Johnson will sell Brooklyn on Bismack Biombo coming off the bench behind Claxton. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I'd love to see that for him if he gets a few extra million. Like, it's not, it's not like it's a fucking sheep station mover for us if he goes. But um, it's he's a guy. It's not going to win a. It's not going to win us or lose us a title. But culturally, yeah. he's great. Yeah. Um, and he's a fantastic dude. And as long as if he's not with the Suns, he's still in the NBA. I'm good. If he's not in the NBA, um, then I want the Suns to re-sign him and bring him back. True. Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross, I think he goes elsewhere. 
if I'm being honest. I just look, we can't we can't do much with that one. That's one of the ones that are gonna probably um yeah, we're just not gonna be able to match what he's getting. Well, that's, out the M- that's the MLE signing that we don't have the MLE for anymore. Well, that's something like that, yeah, yeah. It's um basically we can only really give him similar to what we gave him this year, which was a minimum. And he he's worth more than that when he's um, you know, when he's actually getting playing time. Um but yeah, look, no, 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 I don't think he is. I agree. I think Terence Ross is Gonski. Another one, Tory Craig. Tory Craig, he's uh unrestricted, isn't he? Yeah. He's fucking done. That's about five million off. So what we can do is we can <laughs> offer him um the same type of contract that he's got now. Um do we do it though? That's a that's a really that's a fifty fifty one for me. Um, I'm um, personally I'm waving goodbye to Tory. I love what he's given us over the last three years, Tory. If you're watching, I love what you've given us. We love the videos of your son in the crowd. Phoenix loves you, but for the fit for this roster moving forward, I, I just don't see how we we need to surround Kevin Durant and Devin Booker with shooters from the outside that can hit shots. Yes, because that's so why I'd be giving that money. I'd yeah. I'd be giving that money to um to Terence Ross before I gave it to Tory Craig. Yeah, and look, and we can't you can't shift money like that. <coughs> but, no, you can't. But um, I think our maximum is like what what's what's the maximum we can up. Terence Ross's contract by forty percent. Yeah, it's like a certain. Yeah, it's like twenty percent or something like that. Or did it change to thirty? Can we up it? Uh, it might 30? be thirty. I don't know. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I think the vet min contracts have gone up. They yeah but, they have Look, yeah yeah. It will likely get a little bit. And, and this is this is spot on, right? TC's a tough one. Um, I, and this from Dano, I think he's definitely out of favour. Look at the minutes he got recently. But I think he's gone. Love the Blake TC. Sorry, see you, mate. Um, I think the minutes for TC in the Denver series was only because he didn't fit the matchups. And we saw that today, right? We took Kevin Durant out with three and a half minutes to go in the first quarter and brought Tory Craig in. And during the time that Tory Craig was in, Denver went on a 20 and 0 run. Um, I'm sorry, but that wasn't the right matchup for Tory Craig today. There is absolutely series that are the right matchups for Tory. This wasn't it. Um, but in saying all of that, it's a hell of a lot of money. He's five and a half mil a year um, for his last two years or five mil a year. It's too much money. And we didn't want to I said it, it, I said it before. That's right, which is why he went to Indy. Um, I, I, I'm going back to it. We need to surround our guys with people who can shoot from outside um, and potentially people who can do it at both ends. I don't know who those people are. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah uh, I really yeah. I really do need to have a look at what comes out um, and who's available and who's on the market. But as of right now, Tory Craig, I think, is just not the right fit for what we want to do moving forward. Sorry, Tory. Sorry, Tory. Um. TJ Warren. TJ Warren again. He's a similar to. Um, Is he contracted? No. 
no, he was a he was a one year minimum guy at Brooklyn. He's expiring. Yeah, he was pretty much a throw in, just uh, I think um, to make it work. Um, so yeah, he's expiring, and I think he gets more more out there. I think he's um, he's shown what he can do, and it's and it's more than a minimum. Not well, not with the amount of playing like, time. I, I, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to it again, right? I don't get. I, I look. I get where Phoenix Suns fans love Tory uh, Tory Craig, love TJ Warren, but they're going back to what TJ Warren did before he left Phoenix. They may be looking at what he did in the bubble. TJ Warren, TJ Warren did nothing for us this year in the in the playoffs when we brought him in in Game Three against Denver. He hit a couple of tough shots in the last quarter. Credit to him. Yes, but that that was about the only impact that dude had all year. Um, this, I agree, injuries ruined this dude's career, and yeah. he is not even near the player. He, he had fifteen I think, minutes today. I, I think he had fifteen minutes today. He was minus fourteen, had two rebounds, and didn't score. I think there's someone out there that takes a swing on him because they just possibly possibly end of the bench guy with a contender that if they desperately need scoring, they'll do it. But again, he's not the type of guy that. Well, he's never been a three-point shooter, right? And they're the type of. We need three and D guys that can hit from outside. Um, when KD and Book draw all the defense into the paint for the jump shots, we need guys that can sit on the three-point line and drain. Yeah, he's um, not that. TJ, guy. TJ Warren's not that guy. So I can no, I can see no. TJ going as well. Um. Yeah, there's there's a there's a few here. TJ goes, Warren goes, TJ gone. Um, yeah, I I just can't see TJ coming back next season. Damian Lee, one Go year on. contracts. Yes, gone. Gone. Go on. I feel like this guy. Um, he, I feel like he somewhat tried to. Um, he got. Tried to re- reinvent his his game or himself or what he was fucking there to do, and he did it so well to start. And he moved away from it, um, and he just um, and it did affected. He, did he? Did he? And, and and this is a question I've I've sort of wanted to ask, and particularly you, with just you and I here. Um, no one else is here, so this is just between you and I, right? <laughs> did that motherfucker get ahead of himself? He fucking he got he's feeling himself big time. He it's like he wanted to be one of the mid range mafia, but you're not cunt. You're a fucking get out on that three point line and shoot the fucking ball at that fucking insane clip that you were doing. And at that point, when he was doing that and he was doing it well, and that was his game, and he you know he was you could tell that he was putting so much effort into it. He was we were talking about him being fucking first man off off of the bench. Let's bring him in. Um, Let's. We wanted him to play like massive fucking playoff minutes. He's going to win us playoff games, like fucking. But then he just so so he's not giving up. And and that was my problem with him, right? Is Damien? You come from Golden State. You came to the Suns. What you gave us early was fantastic, but your job was to stand on the three point line, catch the ball, shoot it, and hit a three. It wasn't to try and force passes. It wasn't to try and drive the lane and give up your little shitty floaters. Your job was to stand on the three-point line and pop threes. And you stopped doing it. 
He wanted to be a part of the mid-range mafia, but you're not that fucking guy. He started getting frustrated and fucking giving up technicals all the time, and he um he had some good spurts of defense that we that we all saw, but it wasn't consistent. But it's just fucking. It was he was elite at something, and he fucking moved away from it. And we don't fucking need that sort of shit. He's it's like ahead of himself, right? You know, you know that guy trying to show show the whole league that he, he's you know it's it's a it's a year for him, and he's trying to show the whole league that is he's more than just a fucking stand in the corner guy and knock shots down. He's got layers to his game. No, you fucking haven't, mate. No, you don't. And the the fact of the matter is, and I called it really early in the season, just before the slump, when when the slump started to sneak in. Stop trying to pass the ball. Stop trying to force the ball inside like your Magic Johnson. Dude, your job is to get the ball and shoot it. You yeah. you should never pass. You should never do anything. Uh, like your entire job is to shift your position in offense, catch the ball, and shoot a three. And then on the defensive end, be a pest, get in people's faces. I love what, what he did there on the defensive yeah. end. Not, not the world's greatest defender. But he was an, an annoying motherfucker. Like, there was a lot of times that opposition times wanted to punch him in the mouth. Apparently, they're all fucking horrible defenders on the Phoenix Suns. So, uh... They are horrible defenders. We saw that in this series. Ish Wainwright. Oh, he's contracted. Yes, he is. He signed a two-year, all right? Yes. So, Dano, what's your thoughts on Ish Wainwright? I was surprised he got stuff all time in the playoffs. To my knowledge, he isn't injured. No, he wasn't injured, Dano. Um, he also, he was very similar, I think, to Tory Craig in this series, where the series just did not suit Ish Wainwright at all. Um, lateral movement, lateral speed, all of those sorts of things that Denver have, particularly when you've got a bloke like fucking Jokic who gets the ball in the high post and can pass like within half a metre, um, he just would have been picked apart. Um, I just, look, Ish, Ish stays because he's on a two-year contract. The only thing is the contract's not huge, so there's a, a very high chance that we buy it out. Um, Axo, Ish to be traded, I don't think there's any other team in the NBA that wants Ish. Nice dude, he's all that, that sort good. of stuff. He's just not that good. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's a, he's a nice guy to have have around, and he's uh yeah yeah. I love I love the dude. Um, I love I love what he brings to the community. I love the way he treats the fans, all that sort of stuff. But the dude just ain't that good. Uh, Darius Baisley. I think he's uh. He's a restricted free agent, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. No um, one's offering think, this dude a contract. I think. Um, well, we've um, we've got uh, restricted free agent. There could be a qualifying offer. I, what's his qualifying offer worth? Do you know? No. Hmm. Interesting. Might be much. Yeah, and that's why I think because he's so so young and. We haven't really seen much of him. Look, I I couldn't give a fuck about this guy myself, but I think that we don't have many young talents to look to the future with, and I think he might be someone that we hold on to just to um, as a development thing. 
Um, so 2023 qualifying offer six mil. Oh no, no, he's gone. I think he's gone. I, we're not, we're not extending that. I, no, 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 sir. I thought yeah, it was much lower. I, I, no, six, six point two five, two oh five, oh three five million dollars. He couldn't, he couldn't is, get on the court in the fucking regular season, and yeah, yeah, that numbers, uh, that, that number doesn't make sense to keep him. Yeah, who, Darius? Who? Fucking basically. Um, <sighs> on to the next yeah, man. I know we're, we're not, we're not, we're not paying, we're not paying him six million dollars for next year. It's just not happening. Um, here's an, a very interesting one. Josh Okogi. I think we, yeah, for a minimum, I think he comes back. I would, I'd be happy to have another go at him, even though, even though he didn't really fucking light our worlds on fire during the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah, which, which is the, look, in, um, in I think our favor, in our favor, in our favor, in our favor, his playoff performance is not going to drive a hell of a lot of interest. Yeah, yeah, and and that's why I think I think he's I think he's young enough, and I think there's, um, I think I think Phoenix know what he what he what he can be, and and you know we've seen it during the regular season. We watch every game, so we. I don't think there's any issue with us bringing him back on a minimum, no. And that's the thing. He was, what, 1.9 million this year. We're not going to pay much more, and and I think he comes back. Yeah, so do I. Especially considering the fact that you and I have cut most of the roster so far. Yep, we have. And we we need to be able to bring some players in. Gavin, Um, Gavin, Gavin, we're not here to fight us, mate. If you're not fucking, we are just, not. We are not here to fuck spiders. That's right. Now no, um, the two. Now the two interesting ones, which is where the uh, the real conversation is going to happen. Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I think he's here. One hundred percent. And all this fucking, I think is, um, we have to fucking if we if well, if we want to fucking buy him out, we've got to eat half the contract. We can't fucking just buy him out and think that we're going to be so much better off because we've got we'll have fifteen million of dead money sitting there that we can't fucking do. It. We can't trade. We can't do anything because he's so. It's not going to happen via um, buyout. So he's got he's got thirty million eight hundred thousand with yes. fifteen eight guaranteed. Yeah, so, so he eat fifteen million. Eat eat fifteen million in a in a. In an unless NBA. we unless we traded him, unless we traded him, but who who who's going to want who's going to want what do we want to who's going to want to give up something good for someone that's going could be there for one year maybe? I what? I do have I do have a suggestion for that, which I have been pushing. Um, so I think that Chris Paul will still be on the Suns come first game next. year. Um, I really, I, I kind of personally do hope that Chris Paul's still on the Suns next year. Um, the dude's luck's got to fucking change eventually. Um, and I still think he is more than capable of being this team starting point guard next season. Um, 
But if we are going to trade him, if that's what we're looking at doing, the, there's one team that desperately needs some veteran leadership in the NBA and is looking to trade their centre. Is it the Hornets? No. It is the no. Memphis Grizzlies. The Ooh. Memphis Grizzlies, more than any other team in the NBA, need someone with the same level head to go in and smack some of these dudes up around the fucking side of the ears and show them how to focus on basketball and show them how to focus on winning basketball. Chris Paul would be ideal in Memphis. Could you imagine? Well, we all saw Chris Paul next to shy Julius Alexander. We all saw Chris Paul next to Devin Booker. Chris Paul next to Ja Morant, and we know that they're going to fuck um, Dylan Brooks off. Chris Paul next to Ja Morant would be a really, really nice fit. And we also know, after it's been uh, announced on Twitter multiple times, that the Grizzlies want to trade Stephen Adams in order to have Brandon Clark start. Now, the one type of the one type of center that the Phoenix Suns actually need right now is a guy who doesn't need twenty and ten. He just needs ten and twenty. A guy that takes it personally when opposition sides get offensive rebounds. A guy who is just a fucking animal. Could you imagine the beauty of a trade? of Chris Paul to the Memphis Grizzlies and Stephen Adams coming to the Suns in conjunction with the trade I'll talk about with the next guy. Yeah, and um, I think you alluded to that Stephen Adams move a little bit in our chat, and um, I liked it. I liked it. He is 100%. He's a 100% fucking effort guy all the time, and he he takes pride in his work in doing the dirty work, which is something that we haven't really had in a while. Um, not since probably Aaron Baines, um, Aaron Baines, but Stephen Adams can do everything better. Than he's, he's next level, bar, right? Bar to Aaron Baines, but except shoot threes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Aaron Baines hit like eight threes in the game. So. Goat. The goat. Um, don't know. CP3 is gone. I think we're going to trade him. The Bulls won't want to keep Pat Bev. Bev is gone. Bulls get CP3 and we work out a package deal to the Bulls. The only way we will trade with the Bulls is if we get Vucevic. And I hate to... I, I know a lot of people have spoken about Vuce in the past for a potential trade with um, DeAndre Ayton. Let me make something really, really clear here for those that don't sit there like me um, and watch League Pass all the time. Vucevic is a European DeAndre Ayton. If you think you were frustrated with DA, you are going to be fucking hella frustrated with what Vucevic brings. Yeah. Yeah, Vucevic is fucked. He's a stitch on, on the... Axo Stitch, I love this. Uh, I brought it up in the chat earlier today as well. I, I asked the question on Twitter, can we convert CP3's contract as it stands right now and make him head coach? I would do that in a fucking second because let me tell you right now that this dude would not take shit as a head coach and I think he will be one of the great next head coaches in the NBA when he retires from playing. Hoorah. No, nobody understands the game of basketball at a level that Chris Paul does 
except for maybe LeBron James. Could we get who, a, I, could, who I don't still, think will ever coach? Is it is there look, how about we get really creative and can we do a player coach? Didn't fucking Bill Russell do that shit? Um back in I'd the be day. Okay was, with Bill that. or Wilt? Only problem only problem is only problem is if CP was a player coach and you know it just as much as I do, he'd play 40 minutes a game. Yeah, fucking I think he'd well, never he'd take be, himself well, off. But maybe, but maybe. Maybe we could do it. Maybe we could because there's no there's no cap on um, um, coaching staff. Maybe we can say we're paying him twenty twenty nine million dollars um, to be the coach, and and we've got him on one point million to play. Veteran minimum to play forty minutes. Forty eight minutes. Fuck. Yes. Interesting. Coach K did the same. We'll talk about the coaches in a minute. I'll bring that one back up in a minute. Last one, DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, yeah. Were, were his ribs bruised? Was I don't No, think- I, I actually I actually do think they were. If you if you go back and watch a video, he got hit real hard. That knee to the knee to the chest was actually pretty I fair dinkum. Yeah, it was yeah. a pretty pretty tough hit. Yeah, I think he still could have played. I didn't see. I saw him play after that. When he, you talk about when he when he's out over, he bowed over and fucking yeah, yeah. 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 Well, look, there was not, nothing broken. He didn't play. Let's be yeah. honest, he didn't play much after that. We finished the game off with Jock. Got a bruised rib, you weak cunt. Fucking yeah. What if you find out he had internal bleeding? Well, he fucking didn't. He would have got. He would have got checked out, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would have got checked out, but we all know the Phoenix Suns. We all know the Phoenix Suns don't really tell anyone who's injured because I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Devin Booker was injured as fuck today. I um, I um, I don't give a fuck if Da was bleeding out of every orifice in his fucking body, out of his ass, his fucking nose, his mouth, his ears. Uh, if he can still run up and down the court, fucking get out there and do something, you fuck. I think I think it was um, there could have been some discomfort around his rib area, but I think there was a little bit of a hey, we're um, a bit pissy with you, and we like what this other guy's doing. Um, we're gonna we're gonna give it. We're gonna fucking throw the dice. I hope and, not because it, it fucking cost us the game. It did. But uh, no. you haven't answered. Is he there no, next no, year? Or no, not? no, that that didn't cost Is us the it, game. Well, our interior defense in this game was the poorest it was over the entire series. Yeah, um, bar one or two games, um, DA wasn't doing much in that regard either. Well, he uh, and I spoke about this in the chat today too. Okay, fair enough. He didn't stop Jokic, but he changed the shots of all the other guys. Today, they pretty much had carte blanche. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Nah. I don't think I don't think anyone at the ring. Da being on the court, and I'll say this about your next fucking rant. Da being on the court isn't going to make fucking KD hit another seven of them first ten shots, mate. Maybe you will. Oh, maybe you will. Because they sure as shit didn't give a fuck that Busy and Jock were playing center. Because those dudes were standing under the basket all by there's, themselves when KD was missing no, those shots. Apparently, apparently, there's no way in the fucking world anyone on the Suns played any fucking defense 
the entire playoffs, Gavin. So don't no, tell me they the, didn't. DA was going to save us defensively. Dickhead, dickhead, stop going back to that shit, cock. I can't help it. Is he is he going to be there next year? I don't think he will. No, and I, I think don't it's think a, he will. It, it's probably going to be. Is that is that fence you're sitting on uncomfortable or you're, no, you're that's, nice that's, and comfortable on it? Okay, it's 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 a no. I don't think he's there. I don't think he's there either. Um, I I honestly, well, actually, hold on, that's not true. The Sun, I think the Suns are going to make a decision. They're either going to choose Monty or they're going to choose Da. I think there is a fundamental issue in the relationship between DA and Monty. And I think that's why I think, and we'll speak about him next, but I actually think Monty will still be coaching the Suns next year because I also think there's a fundamental issue between DA and Devin Booker. Could be. I've seen the... So I think that DA's gone. I think the, that... The market for DA is obviously we know Indiana's there. But we also know that the Mavericks are very, very interested. And we also know that Kyrie refused exit interviews and likely won't be at the Mavs. He, uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant are still besties. Um, I think we're going to see a sign and trade between Kyrie and DA um, with some bit, bit pieces with the Mavs. Um, so that's why I, I can't say DA being at the Suns next year. In that but world, I could, I could see Kyrie being there. So, sorry, know. sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that, but <laughs> I look, it'd be not, it'd be nice product on the basketball court when he was fucking out there, not protesting his fucking, um, uh, his fucking whatever the fuck it is that that carries he did, on. He didn't protest anything. He got suspended for hanging shit on the Jews. Yeah, whatever. But he's, it's fucking, if it's not that, it's something else with that guy. He's upset about oh, fucking... oh, All right. So, so at this stage, let's, let's go back to all of our friends in Arizona who have gone through all this pain through back to us who have gone through all this pain. I don't give a fuck what Kyrie does off the court as long as he's on the court. Uh, yeah. Bring me Kyrie and bring me a title. And he doesn't do so, it. So do I'm it. putting – that's why I'm putting all of those trades together. I'm going Kyrie comes for DA in a sign and trade. We ship off some pieces like Tory Craig, um, et cetera, et cetera. Chris Paul goes to the Grizzlies. We end up with Stephen Adams and Kyrie sliding into our starting lineup. Um, we're still missing one player, really, for the, for a starting lineup. But that's what I what's say. That, what's what's that line from Step Brothers? Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk to him, not even if there's a fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah, I just, just, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to fucking Kyrie. If he does well, he does well with us, and I'll fucking I'll go for the team. But I was I I will always hate that cunt, even in the Suns uniform. I think. I think. Fuck, You're making me think things that I want. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't I don't want Kyrie, but I can see it fucking happening because of all the reasons you said. Um, they're not going to want him to walk for nothing. 
and the sign and trade is going to have to be somewhere that he wants to go, and he's going to want to but fucking they, go. He wants he wants to go to Phoenix. He wanted to go to Phoenix when they were trading him before. Um, the Mavericks want DA. <laughs> it's as much as we hate it. it feels it's like a win-win. Ideally, my my ideal trade over this off season is that we trade DA and CP and whatever fucking picks we can and whatever pieces we can and whatever else for Damian Lillard and Nurkic from Portland. Give me that. That's my ideal trade. Yeah, that doesn't happen though. That's not happening either. Um, before we move on to the next part, will we get McGee back, Boyd? No. I don't see I don't see like and I've said this before about McGee, he got fucking played off the court uh in the playoffs and I don't think just him getting a little bit older, a couple of years <laughs> older is gonna really change that. <laughs> I think um yeah. Yeah. There is there is zero chance that the Suns bring Javar McGee back. Um, the the Suns are bringing Busy back way before they bring Javar back. In in my have humble we, opinion, have we got anyone else to call, Gav? Sorry, have we got anyone else to call? No, that's it. That's the entire. Oh, um, actually, there was one which isn't on this list, which is strange. But uh, Saban Lee. Oh, he can come back. Yeah, I would have liked to. I would have, I would have liked to have had him play, um, in spot minutes. But um, yeah, he can come back. Nah, like Saban. Goodbye. Okay. Bye, Saban. No, nah. I think no. Nah. There is there is far too much on the market to bring Saban Lee back. Eric Bledsoe. Um, if we if we want to if we want to bring him back, bring him back on a two way again. I'm okay with that. I would, but uh, um, the most a, beautiful not on a full contract. The most beautiful butt cheeks in fucking um, all of Australia just agree, with me and we're bringing Saban Lee back. So, mate, I'm sorry, you're out. Yeah, Dano, Dano, Dano needs to go and fucking mow some lawns. Um, before we move on to the next, Balls. hey. Hey Gav, you know, even though the suns are done, you can still make the trip. Um, come out here again for Mercury Games. Good excuse for the wife's permission. Um, unfortunately, Sonia, the wife well and truly knows that um the suns are my bucket list and my passion. Um, I there's no chance I'm coming back in June, unfortunately. Um but I am currently working on a family holiday to get out there um, in January next year. So fingers crossed there. And I'm also waiting for Boyd's trip for his wedding, where basically I'm not even going to show up to the wedding. I'm just going to go to Phoenix and say I'm at Boyd's wedding. Uh, you're not invited, cunt. Just... <laughs> oh, thanks very much, you fucking piece of shit. I'm getting. I'm coming up to see you in two days with gifts. I'm bearing gifts for you, and you're going to hang shit on me like that right now. Hey, um, um, I got on the, I got on the uh, old chitty chat with uh, Dylan Kane from our chat, and he's, uh, he's going to join. He's going to join us for dinner. Yes, Gavin's Dylan. Guys, he's taking me out for for dinner. I think he's trying going to try and fuck me, but um, well, I'm, I'm... again, again. <laughs> 
again. Again. Um, yeah, XA Stitch here will definitely have a Krispy Kreme wedding. If if anyone has a Krispy Kreme wedding, it's Boyd. And Is I that, know that we we've already the, had someone from our chat doing that, but Boyd's Boyd's gonna back that up. Or either that or a KFC wedding. There's a good chance he'll do KFC drive through for his wedding. I miss some wings. All right, what, what are we on to next, dickhead? Is Monty Williams our coach next year? Yes, he is. Why? Because he's uh, not long removed coach of the year. He's uh, he's done. He has. He is fucking. He's, okay. He's... So you don't you don't think that any of these playoffs was his responsibility at all? Yes, I do. I do. It played a part. Hundred percent, it did. Two years in a row, we've been eliminated by twenty-five plus. That's not coaching, man. Of course, it's coaching. That's no, not. Uh, oh, why yeah, is that no, not coaching? Do you do you not believe that that first quarter he took Kevin Durant out with three and a half minutes to go, and we went from twenty-five to twenty-four to forty-two what? to twenty-eight down? The only yeah, we probably should have taken him out earlier. The count was missing everything. Fuck me! But but you told me you told me what a you told me what a fucking sensational defender he was, which is why the scores were tied. We got on a but they hey. they got on a momentum run. That that adjustment right there, subbing Kevin Durant out and not bringing him back in Gavin. during that run when there was Gavin. three timeouts, Gavin. cost us the game. We were twenty Gavin. down, Gavin. Do you want to get the silent treatment at dinner in a couple of nice times? Is that what you're fucking facing? Listen, I what I hate about the NBA is the fucking is the fucking um is the is uh coaches being made the scapegoats for for cunts not being able to hit the bottom of the net. Hold on, it's their job. It's their job to make adjustments, dude. Now I you know I'm a huge Monty supporter, right? You and I have had this conversation multiple times in private when we're snuggling. We've had this conversation, right? The fact of the matter is but now again, two, two playoffs, two playoff series in a row, this dude has not made the adjustments in order to bring success to this team. I'm sorry, but he is soft. He isn't <laughs> strong funny. enough. And it's time... It is time for Monty to go. I am sorry. I knew I'd upset you with this. You and I are going to butt heads. There's no doubt about it. But Axo Stitch says it as well. Monty has to go. Well, it's time for us to move on. Axo Stitch is a fucking cock. That's what he is. I think he's in our chat somewhere. I want to know who he is. But um, NRD sucks. Yeah, he's fucking rubbing. He's he's one of your fucking probably one of your kids. On your fucking uh, he, he admitted he admitted on here that he agreed me with me for the first time. This is the second time he's agreed with me. No, look, Monty shouldn't go. Um, I don't. I like to. I think even I'm, even your I'm mate with the hot, even your mate with the hot ass cheeks is against you, mate. I will just put that message down. We don't want, we don't want to see that one right now because it doesn't speak to my narrative. Now, I. I don't think that – I think that Monty said all the right things to the guys that he put his trust into, and I just think that they shit the fucking bed. I don't think that it's Monty's fault that that, that Booker wasn't hitting, hitting – uh, 
hitting his shots. I don't think it's Monty's fault that KD wasn't hitting his shots. Um, there's shots that we know that they can hit, mate. Mate. Axo says he it's Wes. You're, well, you, fuck. Called, you called him a legend earlier, and now you're calling him a cock. <laughs> I did. And um, and Dino, Dino says if we keep Monty, he'll give us all the free subscription to his OnlyFans page. <laughs> I've already got one, mate. You've been giving them out for the last six months straight. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, um, Wesley, that's really disappointing. Knowing that that's you, it's a stupid fucking name, by the way, cockhead. And um, <laughs> it's a ridiculous handle. You got to do something about that. Um, but yeah, look, I um, I don't think Monty should go. I I blame the players more than I blame the coach, and it's something I've always done. Um. So, yeah, look, th yes, there are things that Monty could have done better, but I think that it's 80%, 70% on the players more so than it is the coach. I think we had the stock to go out there and win. Even if even if we are reduced to um, a lot of ISO ball, we had the start to do it, I feel, and I just feel like they didn't fucking shine at the right time. That's how I really, really feel. So, Monty, I believe, should be back. I know, because you support everyone. Fact of the matter is, Monty, you. Monty you failed two years in a row. Actually, Monty, you failed three <laughs> years in a row. Three. You failed to make adjustments against the Bucks when we were 2-0 up, and they closed the gap. You did not make any adjustments. Last year, when we were getting fucking cooked by the Mavs, you failed to make adjustments. And guess what? This year, you failed to make adjustments again. Now, I fucking defended you. And all year I defended you this season. I defended you the last two seasons. 64 wins, you deserve Coach of the Year last year. Fact of the matter is, um, I think it stood out like uh, – let's – it stood out like a sore thumb. Monty – we're not here to fuck spiders. You failed, and you failed miserably. It is your job. And and here's the point, right? Mike Budenholzer got sacked two years after winning a championship. We haven't won a fucking championship, and you failed to make adjustments. Failed. It's cut and dry. This is a cutthroat industry. Something has to change. Hey, like I said, convert Chris Paul's contract, make him a fucking yeah, um, make, him, make yeah. him the coach. I don't care. Monty is a great relationships guy, but he really struggles to break out of his own system. Now, yeah, boy, you could sit there and been, stick up for his ass. Boy, it's my turn. Shut the fuck up. You, you can sit there. Shut the, shut up. You can sit there. You can sit there. You can come out uh, all you like in defense of Monty. But even you sat there and fucking said to me, why the fuck is Shannon getting all these minutes? I did. It was a failure, failure to make an adjustment. It took three games for him to do it. We were already two down. When Shamit sucked today, when we were struggling to get a stop defensively, why not put Josh Kogi in for five minutes? Because oh, he he made decisions pre-game. He made decisions pre-game and stuck to those decisions. You need to make adjustments on the fly 
and Monty can't do that. He he refuses to do that. It is it it is frustrating. Do the players hold responsibility for today? Fuck yes, I they think, do. I, I, I think do player the players hold responsibility for the performance over the course of the series? Fuck yeah, they do. I, but the fact of the matter is that we had a coach who was too on gutless. And on and on and well, on. let me let me fucking finish and then you can go. Fucking wind it we up. We had man. a coach. We had a coach that was too gutless to make those fucking changes. Sit somebody and make a change to the structure he had pre-game in order for us to be successful. How the that, fuck is it? How, how, no how is he not making changes, mate, when we've been 11 deep in the roster during the playoffs, which is usually a an eight, nine-man rotation? And we're, we're oh, right. going to... Oh, okay. I, no, I've got an answer for that one. Okay, Yes, go. you're right. He absolutely did that in game three. What happened in game three? More than just that, he did it through the what Clippers. Happened, what happened in... No, he didn't in the Clippers series. When in the Clippers did. series, he stuck to everything. What did he do in the first two games? He made no rotations. We played eight deep. We lost the first two games. Everybody fucking chucked their toys out of the cot. Play Terrence Ross. Play TJ Warren. Do all that. We played 11 deep in game three. What happened? What was the result of game three? I know what the fucking result was, mate. Keep going. We won, right? We won. We did it again in game four. Who what are did we do re- today? Who are you going to replace him with, Gavin? I don't know. Boy, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, right? and I fuck- don't have an answer for that. Yeah, you'll fuck everything because you're going to sack him. you got no one to fucking put in his fucking seat. <laughs> they're, not fucking, they're not fucking falling off trees, man. Coach of the year. Well, like, they kind of are. Ed- yeah. They kind of are. The, there's a there's a hell of a the, lot of coaches out there. I know there's a hell of a lot of them. Not good ones. Hey guys. Um, how do you know they're not good? Did you know whether Willie Green was good? No, I didn't, mate. All right, all right. We're 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 going down a fucking rabbit hole now. We know fuck all about what the coaches have had to offer. I just it's know that- true. I, I I'm just more. I'm just really frustrated with the fact you're that emotional. you're very we emotional. failed. I am I am emotional, and we spoke about it at the top of the show, man. You're, you're menstruating. Right? Right? We we spoke Never. about we spoke about the emotions at the top of the show and how much we're invested in the shit. And when you're sitting there yelling at the, don't tell me you didn't sit there today going, why the fuck is this dude still in? No, I was saying, why the fuck is this guy not? Performing the way that he's being paid to perform, in the way that we know he can perform, guys. I'm 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 pissed off at the guys who are playing forty fucking six minutes per game, making fifty fucking million dollars a year to fucking um, go out and win playoff games who aren't winning fucking playoff games. I don't give a fuck about what an eleventh or tenth fucking man, how many extra minutes he's getting on the ass end of the game. We were in a twenty-five fucking point hole in that game. That's what we lost. Why we didn't lose. Because some cunt at the other end of the fucking bench didn't come on and give us three good minutes. It's a cunt's giving How us do we know, fuck. though? How do we fucking but, know? Because they didn't get the opportunity. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> you fucking... You, we you, didn't get... You, you, we, you don't, much, we don't get to see it, dude. You got too much energy going through the keyhole and not the fucking doorway. All you right. Know? So I've, I've done the... We've done this 
We've done this defensive shit for Monty for years, right? I've got I and I I was willing to back him in. He failed. And he failed feel- miserably. He failed in this series, boy. Now the whole, I know the your whole- optimism. I know your love for the franchise. I get the it whole all. Failed, man. The whole team failed. He, I get that. Failed. But he who fa- who control? Okay, who controls that? The players. Whose job? No, it's not. Whose job is it to control whether or not we fa- the the man that pulls the fucking strings on this is the fucking coach. Whether we like it or not, okay, let's go the NRL, let's go the NRL, the AFL, every sport all around the world. Whose job is it to control? It's the coach's fucking job. The ultimate responsibility falls on the coach. It always has, it always will. It does, and I don't think it should. But it does. It absolutely does. And it, we can sit there, we can absolutely sit there and say, okay, the players didn't perform to the level we wanted them to tonight. But it's still the coach's job to control and build that. Nah. It is. No, That's why he's... they get paid the big bucks. Hey, fucking listen to me, mate. You're not convincing me otherwise here. I'm placing most of the blame on the fucking players that were missing the shots and not probably not doing what the fucking coach was telling them to do. I think I think Monty was saying the right things to these guys. I fucking heard some of the huddles. I Do liked you, it. He said he sat on the fucking sidelines with a sooky fucking look on his face half the time. Oh, did he? The dude didn't engage enough, man. Uh, like I'm sorry. I've 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 protected this dude for a long time. I've loved yeah. I love I love the fact that he came in and changed the culture. I'm I'm big on that. Yeah, but the yeah. fact of the matter is he's taken us he's taken us to as far as he can. No, no, you're just fucking copying shit you hear off Twitter because it's it's oh, a buzzword. It's a buzzword. No, no, buzz I'm not. Because copy. and and if I was copying shit that I copied off Twitter, I would have been saying this shit two years ago when we lost to the Bucks. No, you yeah, no, no, no. But now, I did. Wow. Well, now you are. Now you are. You fucking. Now I back. am because it's fucking over. Rafiki said it best. <laughs> Remember who you are. <laughs> Gavin, remember who you are. I I know I know exactly who I am. You're a um, cockhead. Yeah. Axo, yeah, I'm a cock. Axo Stitch, James Jones, stays or goes. Now, on the opposite of Monty, I don't blame fucking James Jones at all for this. Um, this roster, like, everybody jumped up and down. Over the offseason, we need to make a change. We need to bring in Kevin Durant. We need to do this. We need, we must have Kevin Durant. James Jones, in the end, went out and did it, yes, with a little push from Matt Ishbia, but he got it done. He changed that roster, everything like that. He put it there. He gave the team the resources to be a, a, a contender this year. The <laughs> fact of the matter is, we're not going past the Nuggets. We're not going past the Nuggets. We're not going past the Nuggets, and that's on Monty Williams. Oh, the fucking the fish rots from the head, doesn't it? Isn't that the way? Wait, something like that. Oh, so now it is. Oh no, no, no! I'm saying for you, you just fucking backflip the whole fucking um, your whole. No, fucking... I didn't. 
No, I didn't. About- no, I well, absolutely maybe- didn't. Well, Monty controls game day. Is James Jones yep. sitting next to yep. him? Maybe it's maybe it's James Jones's job to fucking control what Monty is fucking um, doing on a game to game basis. Isn't that his job to make sure he's doing his it, job? No, no, it absolutely whoa, whoa, is whoa, not. Whoa, 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 whoa. It absolutely Stop is there. not. It's Stop. the coach's job to Stop look the... after and control the team. It is the GM's job to run operations of the team and organize the trades and put a roster together for the coach to coach that team into a championship situation. James Jones did his job. Monty Williams failed. No, well, okay. So the rules change as soon as you get above Monty. That's what you're saying. Why is James is James Jones coaching the team on a day to day basis? Can I don't want to keep on fucking sitting here talking to you about this shit because you are you're a, like a fucking stubborn old lad, and you just need to fucking stop. I've got a fucking um, I've got a I've got a, a beautiful missus I need to get back to, bro. Come on, let's go. Are you you getting in trouble? No, I'm not getting in trouble. I don't get in fucking trouble, man. I'm the man of this house. <laughs> you wear the my pants? Miss, my missus heard me say that too, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I told I told my missus that um, I was the man of the house once. I yeah. had to sleep outside for a couple of weeks. Um, What no, I want to do here, what I, what I want to do here, uh, well, before we go, just a just a quick one. So, resources to build the roster. We've we've just spoken about the roster. We're going to have draft pick number fifty-two next year. I'm sure that I'm pretty sure that Wembenyama will slip to fifty-two. So we should be good there. Either Wembenyama or Scoot will slip to fifty-two. DeAndre Ayton's a trade asset. Chris Paul campaign, Landry Shamit, movable assets, and we have a see. There's no MLE here, Boyd. We have veteran minimums and a five million dollar trade exception. That's what that is. What's available to us? So our MLE's completely gone. You sure about that? Yeah the um, the new CBA effectively wipes out the MLE for anyone over the. Anyone over the cap? Are we? Are we? Let's for our for our next um for our next show. Well, let's 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 research it and we'll we'll come back with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shout out Al McCoy, fucking legend. The reason that a lot of us are Suns fans, um, I know personally, um, while I was working pre-COVID in particular, out on the road unable to watch games. Um, The only way I was able to catch up with Suns games was to put NBA League Pass on, listen to the radio call and listen to Al McCoy. Um, The amount of times I heard Shazam on my uh, car radio um, while I was driving around seeing customers and whatever else is. Um, I got to meet the great man uh, when I was over there for game five against Clippers, got a photo with him. Um, it's something that I'll remember for a very, very long time. Um, ultimately, shout out to one of the greatest, Al McCoy, probably the greatest son of all time. Um, when you talk about on and off the court, um, a man that's, I'm not sure, is he, he in the Ring of Honor, Al McCoy? Surely. Is it Hall of Famer, isn't he? 
He should be. Oh, the should, be. should be. He should, should be in there. Yeah, no, that's one thing we can agree on, Gab. He's fucking, I reckon, I reckon our, our McCoy is one, one of the good ones. We're going to miss him. Um, probably has a massive cock. He's just fucking. Um, well, so, we saw, we saw, we did see a photo today in our chat yeah. group. And he's out. He has, and he has a his, long, his long was just sort of sitting up there on his fucking thigh, like fucking it's no one's business. And yeah, God, God bless Al McCoy. God bless Al McCoy for his cock. Um, no, uh, uh, <laughs> massive cock. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Al, we love you here in here in Australia. Um, everyone talks about you. Everyone knows who you are um, because that was basically the only way we were able to catch up with some sons stuff for a, a very long time. Now, Boyd, let's say next season we come back, um, we make the NBA finals next year. We're in a closeout game, game six in Phoenix. Surely, surely Al McCoy comes back and calls that game. Yeah, he will. Yeah, fuck, oh, he'll be there in some regard, no doubt. I'd fucking love to see that. I'd love to see that. Him and him and I want to see um him and Bloomers. Um Bloomers is one of the fucking um coolest announcers out there, man. Um yeah, him and Bloomers getting it for sure. Not really getting it on. You know what I mean. Everybody talks about McCoy's cock from Kota Kid. <laughs> Kota Kid. Oi, I listened back to that fucking pod last week and I swear that can't <laughs> Was pulling bong uh, at while we were fucking talking to him, <laughs> like he was in between sentences. That guy's fucking dragging him in. Sure. All right. Um, thoughts on the rest of the playoffs, Boyd, and the chat. Couldn't give a fuck. I'm Who do you, I'm no, no. Come on, man. Who do you want to win now that the Suns are out? Give me the Knicks or the Heat. The Knicks. The Knicks or the Heat. Even after what Greg Anthony did to KJ, no, I don't give a fuck about Greg Anthony. I, the Knicks, I just don't want any of these fucking um, cunts that. Uh, now give me, give me Miami, give me Miami. I think Jimmy Jimmy Butler deserves it. <sighs> yeah, I'm um, I'm I'm all for Miami. Um, apart from the fact that then we'd have to listen to Caleb. Yeah, I know. Um, which which would be very very painful, um, but. To be honest, and I know this is all raw, everybody's going to hate me for this, but I just want someone who, oh, look, give me Denver out of the West just because I cannot deal with the Warriors or the Lakers more than anything else. So if the winner has to come from the West, give me Denver. Out of the East, yes, give me Miami. Um Outside of Miami, if I have to choose anyone else, give me Philly because I can't deal with the fucking Celtics. I'm not either. watching, and I can't watch this shit. I'm fucking tuning out the rest until fucking Summer League preseason. I'm fucking out. I'll listen to all the fucking Suns shit in the, in, in the in-between, but I couldn't. I'm so fucking pissed, man. I can't watch another basketball bounce for a little while. Oh uh, no, I'll still watch. It's mainly mainly because um <laughs> Al McCoy's a subscriber to Dano's uh OnlyFans, unlike us. <laughs> Fucking hell, special treatment. 
Um, uh, who do you, uh, boy? Serious question though. After all this fun we've had, and this is this has been cathartic, right? Have, have you enjoyed this? this? You have to fucking have wrap you, through this quick. Have you Let's enjoyed go. this? Though? This has been cathartic. I feel better after this. I feel a fucking lot better. All right. I feel Kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer. So, Homer, please feel free to tell us anything. Who do you want to have a beer with? Well, I was going to say fucking Wesley. I really was. Um, not anymore. He's a fucking... <laughs> he's a cock. Uh, no, actually, I'll still have a beer with, uh, with Wesley, only because I want to stake out his house, find out, you know, his movements and shit and, and knock it over and steal all his fucking uh, Macau Bridges uh, basketball cards that I know he has. So, yeah, it's a bit left field, but, yeah. Wesley. a little bit. Um, I want to I want to have a beer with Al McCoy. Um, thank you, Al, for everything you did for the Phoenix Suns. Um, Sonia said it before. I didn't really shed a tear for the team. Um, it wasn't as bad as last year with Dallas, but when I watched all the Al McCoy stuff, man, did I, I was so close to tearing up so many times watching that stuff. Um, Al, you deserve better. I was really hoping that the Suns would win a title, but let's go win it next year and just bring you back for the winning game. You can call the winning game and I hope that Matt Ishbier just presents you with a ring after we've done it. Um, the uh, Let's have a beer with Midge as well. Jumped on our last show after we wrapped uh, up. We're, we're going to get him on. Um, yeah, we, we were going to get him on. Should have jumped on now. Um, the important question, Boyd. Time for the flag of the week. And trust me, they are ugly. Very unattractive. Google their face when you're done here. Who's your flag of the week? Well, it's our it's our star players, uh, Booker and KD. I'm going to put it mostly on KD for his overall performance um, this series. Uh, yeah, not Monty. Not Monty. I know that you're probably going to fucking check it on Monty, but I um yeah, I think I think KD needed to be better throughout this whole series. It shouldn't have went to fucking six. So we should have swept this team. The our high octane offense should have fucking blitzed this team. It should have fucking killed them, and it didn't. And I blame it on the shots not falling that he can make and has been making for years. So I'm fucking blaming our star player. Fair enough. Um, I I know you think I'm going to go Monty, but I'm not. I'm going to go with our... Like him now? I, no, I, I, I do like Monty. Don't get me wrong. But he yeah. should be fired. Um, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go with our high-profile Suns Twitter people who are fucking morons and the amount of shit they spew and they have spewed over the course of this fucking final series is just infuriated me. Who? End of the day, we love this team, right? And I just, I, I still can't cop the absolute barrage that everybody cops from 
these sort of guys. Now, Cody Kids mentioned one of them. I won't mention him by name right here, and I won't read this, but Coda's mentioned one of them. He's another guy. one. Another one is a guy who somehow has been able to give away tickets and get a bit of a name for himself. Please. But honestly, some of the shit you fucking write just drives me insane. Um, guys, fucking wake up to yourselves. Support the team if you're fair income. If you are, if you, I'm just going to stop there before I upset anyone. Boyd, last comments. Oh, he's in. He's in trouble with the wife. Um, I'm not in last, trouble. Last, last, you are in trouble, mate. Uh, your wife wears the pants, which is fair enough, because my wife also wears the pants. Except I made her go to bed before, so that I wouldn't get in trouble. Um, last comments. Where do we find you? All that sort of shit. Um, we will. We will look at a pod in probably the next week or so to maybe go over the CBA stuff. So start um, start researching. Yeah. Um at Builds eighty three. You can find me um um at the corner store defending holding up a sandwich board saying um save Monty. Um and yeah, defending defending all the people that should be defended, rightly so, and fucking pulling cunts like Gavin in the line. That's where you can find. Well, um, personally, can't wait to see you Monday, mate. Um, I'm going to now leave the gifts that I bought you at home. Um, you can go fuck I'll yourself. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not giving you shit because of the way you treated me tonight. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. You can find it at Aussie Suns fans. Like, subscribe. Definitely subscribe to the YouTube. We need it. Um, yes, we need it. On it, it, honestly, Do honestly, it. guys. After all the fun Boyd and I had hanging shit on each other, at the end of the day, we're all Suns fans. We all love each other. This was painful as hell today. This tonight was cathartic. I really enjoyed it. I feel a hell of a lot better just for having got on here and ranted a little bit with you, Boyd. Um, I can't wait to punch you tonight uh, on Monday. Good um, make sure make sure Dale comes so that both Dale and I can punch you in the face. Or Dylan. Um, yeah. Thanks for jo thanks for joining us late here, Vossi. Um, guys, it's been a pleasure. At the end of the day, we're still going to love the Suns, and we're going to do this shit all over again. The off season, the main season. And then we're going to win a title next year. And Al McCoy's going to call the final game, a closeout game six in Phoenix. Thanks for joining us. As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first to Booker for the long range. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. And you know we up next. Yeah, yeah we working for that championship. Race.